It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday the 30th of January 2021. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Hello. And Gordo. Hello. Andy, that was so difficult not to do 2020. One. 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 Yeah, I, I see you You changed the went for 2021. We were talking just before we started recording that I keep saying in meetings it's 2020 or 2020. And Andy did rightly point out that I can just correct it every time I say it wrong just by going one. <laughs> but you should do it just so late <laughs> into the podcast that it's like unrelated to anything. Like Andy's on his value pick and you're just like, what? <laughs> um, how are you doing? Fine. Last weekend was, was not great, but it actually wasn't awful. It was close to being really good, but the timeline yeah. of games... Like... It, was, it was the way it worked. Yeah, a lot yeah, of my yeah. Sunday picks came in. Um my, my Saturdays didn't, and then my Sundays did. So it was I think I was the Monday. same. I think I had three Saturday, one Sunday, and my Sunday pick came in. So I had a good day on Sunday because I had two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and both Sundays came in. Yeah, but I, I think all my all my picks are normally always Saturday, just because I'm I, I, that's all I look at. Unless there's a team, I think I've said this before. If I see a team that's had a really good performance at the weekend that I've not picked. And I've went and dipped into their form and seen that they've actually been playing okay. I marked them up for yeah. the next week. Yeah. But I then I don't really look outside of that. So if I've not marked anyone up, I just go straight to Saturday and go through the leagues that I like and try and pick from there. Um I got I got off to a decent start with my banker. I had the FA Cup tie between Brighton and Blackpool. I had Brighton to win um four to nine. I also I also had mentioned Brighton to score in the second half was one to four. I actually came into one to three before the game started. So it was it was up there with the exact same odds, but both would have come in. Brighton won two one. It's one each at half time. Yeah, two one second half. Wasn't as convincing as I thought it was going to be. Um Blackpool were good. But this seems to just be the FA Cup all the time. It's it's a it's a tricky bet. I don't like the competition. But Brighton done the business. Blackpool did get beat, but they were much better than I thought they were going to be. Uh, my banker was on Sunday, odds of two to nine. Um, Bayern Munich away at Schalke, comfortable four 0 win. I had that. Um, I was I was doing a wee builder on Sunday, Andy as well, and I had that game on um, on my radar. Sorry, and I, I stuck I stuck the the large portion of my builder on a third goal. Yep, at eighty two minutes, I think it was, and they scored eighty eight, and I stuck half of that winning straight back on another goal because it was six minutes added time. Perfect. And Alaba scored a goal. A keeper who was clearly man of the match up until he let in the third goal, just let a yeah. goal go straight through him. Yeah. So I've made a nice wee profit. That's been a couple of Bayern Munich games that I've watched now. It was that and uh, Mainz. the Mainz game where I yeah. bet about four or five times in the second half. I think they were 2-0 down at half time or 2-1 down at half time. And I had bet a goal at 65, a goal when they scored in 72, a goal again at 77. Bayern Munich, We'll, we'll continue. Bayern Munich are a really good team to look at for goals after the, in the last 20 minutes because they do. Even if they're already winning. Yeah, if they're already winning, they're bringing on people like Kingsley Coleman 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Leroy Sani, they're breaking on like like world class players. Mm-hmm. So they're a good team to watch um, for people coming off the bench and late goals. Uh, and I, I I rounded off the banker treble with uh, Juventus at home to Bologna. They won 2 0. You didn't get your payout if you were doing it for 365 or Paddy Power until the 71st minute. But I did mention that like Juventus don't really, unless they're playing cup opposition or there's something weird in the game. They don't really win by a lot, but they never, like, they let the other team press them and they generally just get them on the counter. Like, and that's what happened exactly in that game against Bologna. Like, Bologna had a really good spell where they were pressing them, pressing them, pressing them, getting close, and then Juventus just ran up the pitch with Weston McKennie and scored. Well, that, that was it, Gordo, because that was like the start, that was the start of my Sunday. So I had put, I'd won a bit of money on Saturday night on a couple of games that were running, um, on the Monaco Marseille game, the one where I've had to go into. And then I won some money over the UFC, just on a couple uh-huh. of bets within that, the Jojo to win, the McGregor Pori fight not to go the distance. So just basic bets. And the Juventus game was the first game of the Sunday at eleven thirty. And I went full in, just with all my money, just straight on Juventus to win. Because they were one to three before kickoff. Yeah, yeah. They, so they, they were brilliant they, odds. And uh, I think I texted you they were one nil up at half time, but they were getting pumped. Like Bologna were all over them. And then they can do that. First 25 minutes of the second half. Yeah. I was looking at my cash out, right? So I'd built up to 112 quid. So I had 112 quid on it, I wanted three. So I was getting 165 back. They were offering me 108 quid with Juventus 1 0 up at 60 minutes. They were offering me five pound losses to cash <laughs> out on a winning bet of a team that were favourites of one to three before kickoff. So I was like, even if I wanted to, I can't. Yeah. Because it's not worth it. Yeah. So when I get that notification through, I was like, thank fuck, man. Even at that, when I went 2 0, they were offering me 118 quid, six quid profit. Fucking of course, cash out immediately, I, yeah. Just to protect the profit. Uh, my value was, as I mentioned, Monaco to beat Marseille at home. Marseille did take the lead, give us an early scare, but they collapsed. They are terrible away from home, by the way. They're an absolute rotten side away from home. And I cannot believe they pay a manager 6.5 million a year to be this poor. Yeah. Like, like you can get less of managers that will lose you every away game. <laughs> we, we we talked about this on, on the, the podcast. Andy asked, asked, is it a good bet? And it, it is. It didn't matter. Marseille, we get up one now. Like, Monaco are just hung. Like, they're hungry. And Marseille aren't. Like, you've you, you seen the game. Like, I watched the, the entirety of the game, right? And the pundits at halftime were going, oh, Marseille are still in this, you know? They didn't muster anything in the second half. It's not as if they were like they had some kind of comeback. It's the name that gets people. People just assume mm. that they're going to be good because they are. Monaco, yeah. They're, they're in a bit of a rut at the moment, and Monaco are a team banging in goals. So, good, great pick. You got Monaco at eleven to ten, so you got Monaco better at evens. Um, so I was, I was well happy with that. That was a really, I was. That's been one of my favourite picks that I've done in a very long time. I was so confident. I was raging when I went one nil down, but. 3-1, comfortable win yeah. in the end. Uh, my value pick was also better than even money, 13-10 to 10 for a Genoa win at home to Cagliari. Uh, they went 1-1-0. Um, I was getting a wee bit frustrated, actually, because I think Genoa had the ball, or certainly Bet365 were notifying me of goals that didn't happen <laughs> in that game for Genoa. But um, it all ended up okay. Uh, nice 1-0 home win, 13-10. to 10. And I ruined the banker, the values this week um, with Huesca versus Villarreal. Villarreal, me and John both liked this pick. And in fact, 
both vouched for it as, oh, I, that, 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 you thought it was going to be your value pick as well. Virial didn't bring... They, do you know what's so annoying about this pick? Wesker did the thing that I wanted them to do like fucking three weeks ago when they were playing against Barcelona and hold on, like, play them into a board draw, like hold on for dear life. Now, nah. um, they did it against Virial here. Virial didn't even muster that many, like the goal attempts, five for Wesker, eight for um, Virial. Uh, one shot and goal for Huesca, two for Villarreal. It, it, they didn't muster what I wanted them to do, um, and it was a nil-nil draw. So didn't didn't get that one. And you you took a bullet for me basically, Gordo, because that I was did. the that was the value I, I had selected it. after not looking at your picks. So you took a bullet right in front of me and made me take a different route. I did. Yeah, I survived. A successful route. Yeah, that's right. It's quite happy. The outsiders, I said on Milan versus Atalanta, I had no idea why Milan were 2 1 as the home side. Um, Atalanta, pretty convincingly, answered my question. They, for anyone who watched the AC Milan Celtic game in the San Siro, that first 15 minutes where Celtic were absolutely pumping AC Milan was how that 90 minutes was. Atalanta could have won about six or seven. That was an absolute demolition. It was, it was hor- horrible to watch. I'm glad it was like an outsider. Like I'm glad the price was that heavy because if Milan had been tighter, it would have been in with a value for me. Yeah. But Atalanta absolutely just Atalanta was just one of those games where they got everything went right. Atalanta are a good side. Like people have seen them play Champions mm. League football in the last couple of seasons. When they get it right, they're really, really good to watch. Like they're really entertaining. They're really good on the counter attack. They score lots of goals. AC Milan had no answer. AC Milan looked super static and it's why they actually feature in my, my picks for this week but they lost 3-0 at Atlanta and made me eat my words uh, my outsider I took Wigan at home to Fleetwood purely because you were getting two very equally matched teams you were getting the home team at 13-5 to um, and the game was equally matched 49% possession for Wigan against 51% 3 shots on goal to 2 shots on goal it ended as a nil-nil draw, but I still feel like I was on the right side of that with the with the big odds in a game that could have gone either way. It just it just didn't fall that way this time. Uh, a debut in that game for final defender George Johnson, Scotland under twenty one mm. international, made his debut for Wigan in a nil-nil draw. So always decent to at least see a clean sheet. The old David Bates thing when he yeah. went to Hamburg, just constant clean sheets. Just uh, and my outsider was. Rubbish. Uh, it was uh, Alaves versus Real Madrid. I fancied Alaves straight Real Madrid. They did no frustrating in the first half, going three 0 down. Uh, they got a goal back. Thought great. This is maybe a, maybe a, the wind is turning for me. Uh, alas, it did not turn. Uh, it was four one at the end. Even more insultingly, a man I have insulted quite a lot on this podcast, which is Karen Benzema, for doing fucking nothing ever, got a brace. <laughs> so um, yeah. It, they couldn't they, maybe if they managed to hold on a bit longer they managed to muster something but going 3-0 down at half time doesn't give you the the inspiration to come out in the, the second half and, and hopefully do something so uh, yeah did, didn't get that outsider and that was pretty much where the week ended for any positive stories on the picks for the banker and values because the charity was horrendous again um, zero for free once again I kicked it off very early on and I texted uh, last uh, on Tuesday night so frustrating when we do a podcast where I pick a games when the exact game is being replayed when we record another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. 
I took Arsenal to win at Southampton in the FA Cup on Saturday at 12 o'clock. Southampton won 1-0. Arsenal were beyond poor. Um, Willian, just... I, I was so positive after that Fulham game, but what I've just realised was that Fulham team were so bad in that first game of the season that William was able to look like he could care, that he was bothered. Yeah. Um, the, the performance... I, I have him in my fantasy draft team. Um, and as you know, in draft leagues, all the players are taken during the draft. So I, I don't even have anyone. You know, it's a 12 team draft league. Who am I going to swap in for him? Like, there's no one available. He just sits there and does my fucking head in. He was, fuck, he was fucking awful. Like, he was. Th- th- to be fair, Arsenal were poor. Um, yeah. But then, uh, annoyingly, on Tuesday night. Pepe open, wasn't great either. Nah, but he was. But here, he was good on Tuesday. He was. He was, he was really, much, really good on Tuesday. Much improved. Um, yeah. So I know, and that's what the point was that Southampton beat them on Saturday in the FA Cup. Something I think we should have put a stronger team out for. And then, ironically, we got a goal down at the start of the game, but then breezed a three-one win in the league. The exact same fixture three days later. But that's gambling, right there. I see. That's I see Jamie Hutchinson in our in our Facebook group posted before that game um, that he'd taken Arsenal to win from behind. Yeah, in nine in, in nine to one. Um, there was a wee, uh, there was a thread on what people thought would happen that night, and that was that was his standout show. There were so many things yeah, pretty to, look fucking at, good. to look at on that. See, see the minute I seen it, Tierney wasn't available, and Gabriel was out. I was looking. I looked at Southampton at five to two, and was like, I don't, I don't really see how Arsenal can get out of this because. But then Cedric did was see, unbelievable. Did you see Freddie Quinn again in the Facebook group? Uh, posed a cash out question that night because that was the last leg of an otherwise winning ACA for like 600 odd quid would you cash it out for 150 yeah Southampton so yeah Yeah, I don't know but I mean he could have cashed out after like three minutes right (laughs) I I think he posed the question at one all yeah ah right right, too late too late yeah Uh, my charity pick was crew versus Wimbledon home win for crew didn't happen um, that game ended one each in what was actually a very close game, a lot closer than I thought it would be. And uh, I rounded off the L's in the charity with the third L of the day. Um, that was Regiana versus Vicenza. Uh, Regiana, who hadn't scored a goal in the sixth game, uh, scored two. Uh, Vicenza, who had scored lots of goals, had scored one goal. And they got it 90 plus four, so there wasn't even any. It wasn't as if I was getting in. Oh, maybe they scored at 70 minutes. Maybe they'll go back. It wasn't and- even close. <laughs> wasn't even close uh, but yeah so it, it, uh, I mean if you look at possession stats and shots and all that they had, they had slightly more uh, they had many more shots but only slightly more on target so I think it's indicative of the performance they put in that day uh, but yeah another another not great week but getting the bankers in makes a big difference yeah if we if we got if we got Valerie out of West I mean a really good week because the bank of yeah, is the kind of is the thing that we all back as a six fold mm-hmm on top of the mega cooking, so just unlucky with that. But the charity, we need to do better. We'll move on to, to this week's picks. So Saturday, 30th of January, 2021. My banker is the <coughs> game in the English Premier League on Saturday night. Arsenal versus Man U, uh, once tabletop in 90s fixture, now just a fucking Europa League. Back for six. 
It was all man, you were almost back in a title race, but I feel like mm-hmm. now just looking at the fixtures ahead of them and losing to Sheffield United, they've just dropped into a top four side over overnight. Like I was like, oh, they're they're, they're on, they're in a title race, and then going ah right. Well, I mean, did you did anyone watch the Sheffield United Man United game? The last second half. The 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 best thing about that the best thing about that game was that Sheffield United finally got some luck. Like it's it's taken them twenty games yeah. for something fortunate to happen for them. And I quite like Sheffield United. I do as well. I just I, I, you know I've got I like, a lot of time for Chris Wilder. Yeah, um, and and they were talking. It, it was funny because Ollie Burke, someone we mentioned before. Scored and uh, Chris Sutton was the was the commentator who was on there, which is quite good because he's obviously seen him in a few different capacities, um, having having played for you know teams that he was interested in. Burke is hilarious for like chasing down the ball and being at the man. It's like do you ever see um, like a dog chase a squirrel, but the squirrel stops right, and then the dog doesn't know what to do. It was like that, right? It was like what, at the man. What happens now? Like, what do I do next? I can get there, but I don't know what to do. And he's, he's like that all the time. And it was nice for him last night that he, you know, his first shot was shite. The ball came back to him. He went, right, I'm going to hit this one harder. And he got a nice deflected goal. Sheffield United finally got some luck and it couldn't have happened against a better team. So I'm glad for them. Uh, what I was going to say was it did, their, their second goal did lead to like an, an absolute belt of a tweet. So I think everyone's probably seen the Sevilla goal from last night against Valencia. No, if not, we'll share it. It's probably probably the most perfect playing out from the back goal I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It, it goes in the box about six times before they break the the front press. Uh-huh. But it, it ends up being just a fucking ridiculously good goal. And then it was I think Gary Lineker here that saying the build up play is phenomenal. And then somebody had snipped Sheffield United's second goal where the hair kicks it straight out to the right back. Yeah, like Sheffield United's right back in his own third, and it's like play up play is just just amazing, just brilliant. Yeah. Just best league in the world, isn't it? But off the back of that, Arsenal Man U goal in the second half, which happened twice last night. Uh, it happened twice in the Arsenal game as well. This this game historically has had goals in the second half, four out of five times in the, the most previous meetings, which have all been in the last season and a half. I just really fancy it. It's two teams that continually attack. If somebody takes the lead, it's not going to stop. They're, they're not a team that's going to deter from attacking at 1 0 or 2 0. Which is what leads me to always want goals in the second half. The reverse fixture, Obama scored a penalty in the second half. There was a few other chances. I just really fancy goals in the second half. I think that's where a really high score in the second half as well. I've been wrong when I've said that before. So my banker is just a goal in the second half at two to nine. The other bet I want to look out for in that game, though, but I'm not procuring any of my picks, is if Obama Yang plays, I believe he's back training today. If he plays, he scored in four of his five meetings against Manu since joining Arsenal. So that's that's quite a quite an impressive record, and he's two to one to score any time just now on Skybet. But I think that's probably partly to do with the fact that he's been missing for the last six days. You so in Bet three six five, if you take a player bet like that, you can tick a checkbox that says this will be void if he doesn't start. Right. I so don't have a look at that Skybet. Yeah, I don't know. I've not looked, but I would just say have a look at that because he's not unfit. It was uh it was his mum's not well, so he's perfectly fit, able to play. Yeah. He's only missed four training sessions. In fact, only be three because they had two games in that time. Mm. And he scores against Man all the time, takes Arsenal's penalties. It's worth a look at 2-1 just now. But my main bet for the banker is any goal in the second half at 2-9. Okay. My banker, Saturday. Um, 
12.30 in the English Premier League. And I'm going big with this one. Everton versus Newcastle. I'll take a home win at 1-2. to two. Uh, It's a nice big banker odds. Newcastle are, are, are terrible. Like, And I even watched them yesterday put in a bit of a show in the second half and it still wasn't good enough. Um, they're winless in 11 games. They've only scored twice across all those 11 matches. That is, that is so poor. Less than 0.2 goals a game. Um, Everton are up into seventh place. Uh, they've played one or two games less than the teams around and above them. Um, so they have scope to, to be even higher than that. Um, Newcastle form. It's just, it's just so bad. They've lost their last five matches in a row. They travel really poorly. They've lost their last five league games um, away from home in a row. And they didn't score a single goal in their last four away games. So that's, that's four away games on the spin. No goals. Uh, Rodriguez is back scoring for Everton. I just, I, I just like an Everton win, and I think one to two is is a very big price. Uh, far too big. And see, Steve Bruce's um, press conference after the game was ridiculous. Like, like mm. it wasn't exact words, but he essentially said, "Unless we have Ryan Fraser and Alan and Maxim fit, we can't win games. Yeah. We're not going to do it." Yep. And you're like, "Holy fuck! Like that? I should be you sacked like right now." Like, yeah. you, you can't just like sit and go like ah, it's, it's hard to win games when you miss two players. You're like a fucking squad of twenty five. You've got Almiron who was running the MLS, which I know is a different standard. But anyone that's watched Almiron play, he's been playing him too deep. He's a fucking ten player, creative players and creative uh, creative positions. He's been playing. My God, why is his name? But he's been he's been he's Who's been doing these things. Nine? Who's in it? Joel Anton. Yeah. Joel Anton. Yeah. wing. I know. The guy can't he move. So he said he says something about Joel Linton that in in our draft league, he's one of the very few people that remains not unselected. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Because yeah. like forwards in that game are rare, so there's like probably only ten in the whole league that aren't selected by something. He's one of them. Yeah, uh, and, and, and but it shows because like they just don't score goals ever, and they're also not good. Yeah, not terrible. Uh, watch. Um, and Everton are better than a lot of people probably think they are. Yeah, they, I, 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 having watched, did you, I can't remember who tweeted it yesterday. It was one of the big bookmakers tweeted. It's like Newcastle just declared themselves on 19 points and are hoping that the people around them fall <laughs> under less than that. They're playing back rack. They're not taking a card on a four. No. Yeah, that's it. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they were ranked they were rank rotten the other night. Um, and they got, frustratingly, they, they, they did a bit of a number on Liverpool, but like they're not a good team and I ever know ever and I Hamish Rodriguez last night did you see his goal? I didn't see the goal the so where he scored again. He 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 hit a, a, a his bad foot shot from about twenty five yards in off the post. And he's like, Oh, he's turned on his bar and it's in. So and, good and, and they have and, and, and they have players that can that can produce that sort of thing. And they're at home and Newcastle can't score. And they're terrible away. Like everything just goes in. Looking at this game, if it was in a different league uh, that perhaps wasn't bet on by fans of the teams or whatnot, like if if if, if you looked at the stats of this and it was a I don't know an Italian Serie B game, the home team would be like one to five. Yeah, and it'd finish nil nil. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the dice. I, I think it's a big. I think it's good. I, I like it. I thought I, I so. I just a slight preface for this week. 
Andy didn't do his picks until late on and I did my picks on Monday. So I wrote down what I think I thought he would take for all of his picks and he picked none of them. So that's good. That's that's indicative of that you're changing the way that you... Because I, I would have had you down from back to Bayern Munich at Hoffenheim here all day, forever, at like one to four. It's, it's one to five. I, think it's I, I just don't like it. Hoffen, Hoffenheim of Hoffenheim. I don't know. If you look at the previous results between the teams, I think Hoffenheim can. I don't think they will do anything this game, but I think that an Ever, betting on Everton at one to two just yeah. is, is is much more valuable than betting on Bayern at one to five. Speaking of previous results, my banker pick this week is Lorient versus PSG, and I'm taking PSG away from home at one to five. The last time Lorient got anything out of this game, and that was a nil-nil draw, Claude McAuley was playing for PSG. <laughs> it was 2010. They've played 12 times since, and they've never not lost PSG. Yeah. <laughs> uh, PSG are top of the league on 45 points. Um, Lorient are joint, well, they're not joint bottom, they're second bottom on the same points total. They're ahead on goal difference uh, of names. They're both got 15 points. PSG have <laughs> PSG have three uh, three times the amount of points that Lorient have. They're a better team. That's all I need to say about this game. Yeah. What odds are they? One to five. Yeah, it's decent. I mean, it's it's a nailed on win. PSG, PSG have had really good form as well. Um, yeah, they, they, they had a couple Pochettino. 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 That sounds like a... a yeah, anyway. uh, the, the PSG had the... Um, PSG had a wee wobble against Lille and against San Etienne. But if you look at both those games, they were missing key players for them. And now they're not. Um, their, their game against San Etienne, um, San Etienne scored early and PSG managed to get back into after 22 minutes and then threw the book at them and couldn't get something out of it. But I've got confidence that they'll be able to do it against a much worse team in L'Oreal. I'm taking PSG and that's all I need to say. And here's another three minutes of stuff. Well, I'll go back into my PSG. <laughs> right um, yeah, PSG. All day. Moving on to the value. I'm going into the Scottish Championship, Saturday, 3pm. I'm taking Dundee away at Rafe Rovers. Um, I've mentioned before that Dundee have been really poor travelling away from home. Um, I haven't liked them. Uh, the last time I took them was at Home of Hearts, and they were 13-5, and they won 3-1. However, this is based on the fact that they've both played Queen of the South in the last uh, 14 days. Dundee went away and won 3-1 at Queen of the South, whilst Rafe got beat 2-0 at home. I'm just taking both them on face value. Rafe are going to be missing Henry, who got sent off last night in a 4-0 defeat at home to Hearts, mm-hmm. who, as I mentioned, Dundee have beat. So I'm really just comparing and contrasting the fact they've played two similar teams in the last 14 days, and Dundee have won both those games, and Rafe have lost both those games at home. So I'm just trying to compare where I think the squads are at. Dundee away are 5-4, so better than evens. I really like the pick. i, I Dundee haven't been great away from home, that's 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 nailed on. But Rafe have lost their last two home games, 2-0 and 4-0. They get a really good result away at Hearts, but Hearts were definitely the better side for that whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, Rafe owed a lot to, to Kai Kennedy in that game, winning a penalty and setting up the third goal. And the goals came at the right time. Like if you're scoring a goal right after half time, it's killing the game off. But they, they did almost let Hearts back into it as well after being 3-0 up. Hearts got it back to 3-2 and were pushing for the equaliser. I just think there's Dundee are good at getting goals. Dundee are unbeaten in the last nine games. Five to four is really good, really good odds for a rise in Dundee side just now. I agree. Yep. I agree. 
the thumbs down I was giving you at the beginning of that pick was just because you're betting on Dundee. <laughs> no. Mentioning Dundee. Mentioning Dundee, the rivals. But yeah, no, I like the pick a lot and I like the price. Uh, my value pick's exactly the same price. Um, I'm in the English Championship. It's on Saturday, Rotherham versus Swansea. Swansea, second place in the table, 47 points from 25 matches. Travel to 22nd place Rotherham. So they're in the relegation zone with only 23 points from 23 matches. So less than half the number of points. Form-wise, Swansea have taken 11 points for the last five games. Rotherham, pretty average, but they've, they've managed they've managed seven. Uh, the thing here is Swansea travel really well in their recent away record is excellent. They've won four of their last five away games, all by a 2-0 scoreline. Um, and I think in this spot, getting better than evens, getting a 5-4 to four price for Swansea away here against a team that are in the relegation zone represents decent value. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd take this on a coupon at evens, so better than evens, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the only game that throws me is that uh, Rotherham's are out in Middlesbrough. Mm. Three 0 win. It, it's completely thrown me. I don't. I don't even know where that result came from. Yeah, you get fake results, um, but hopefully not back to back. Your whiskers of this world, they kind of they throw them in something. Um, yeah. I like the pick, Andy. I like it a lot. Yeah, Swansea don't. You've mentioned that the, the two 0 wins. They don't concede a lot of goals away from home either. Yeah. I, I think they're a really good. But five to four is really fucking good odds as well. It's big in it. Yeah. And uh, well, I'll round off the value picks this week with Werder Bremen on Saturday at home to Schalke. Um, Werder Bremen's home record, if you look at just their home record, is actually poor. It's, it, they've won one out of the last five games. Um, if you look at Schalke's away record, they've got more points away, away from, in their last five than, than, than Werder Bremen have at home. Look at the overall records and you get a bit more of an indication of what's going on. Bremen have travelled... Um, Bremen travelled well last week in beating a rather dismal uh, Hertha Berlin team that Andy's mentioned before seemed to just have thrown in the towel a bit when it comes to this. They did it against Bielefeld fairly recently as well. Um, Bremen have played a tough run of the last five fixtures. So their overall fixtures in the last five, they had a 4-1 win away at Hertha. They lost narrowly to Mönchengladbach 1-0. They beat Augsburg 2-0. They drew 1-1 with Bayer Leverkusen and they lost to um, Union Berlin. Schalke lost to Bayern, they lost to Cologne, they've lost to Frankfurt, they beat that Hoffenheim in that freak result they got, and then uh, they lost to Hertha before that. I think Bremen will be able to beat them. Bremen tend to be able to beat teams, just anyone below that top five that make it into the kind of European leagues, anyone below that they seem to be able to do the damage against. And you're getting almost even money for it here. Schalke haven't. The big story about Schalke getting a, a result against Hoffenheim was fine, but that hasn't fixed anything. They're still the same shit team they were before. Like, he's being forced to play junior players. I think Bremen will have too much for them. Um, and, and going on that kind of Hertha result in there, I, you know, they have the ability to do so. So, Bremen to win just under even money. I think it's five to six was the last time I checked. Yeah, it was going to be my value when I was looking through the picks. And the no, 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 don't say that. That's yeah. not, no, no, again. <laughs> Second, but, I'm actually yeah. going to be keeping Schalke. Um, and, um, it's, a, it's a whole setup issue with Schalke, honestly. See when they went 2 0 down to Bayern, see for 20 minutes at the start of the second half. Schalke were really good on the front foot because they were 2 0 down and dead. But it's it, it used to be teams that you'd see playing Rangers or Celtic and it used to infuriate you, where like they'd come in and sit in, they'd lose two goals and then attack and you go... And then, and then somebody go, yeah, totally. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you just do that for the start? Because like, you're not... Surely these teams aren't going to stay up by taking a point off Rangers, Celtic or Bayern. 
You're going yeah. to stay up, haven't you? Win other games. Win yeah. the games against the guys down with you. Yeah, totally. Andy, can we go and do yours and Gordo's outsider and save my outsider slash your charity for the last? Oh, you want to do it that way? Yeah, okay. do it that way. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I really like my outsider this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Saturday, 3pm in League 2 in England. Walsall versus Mansfield. And I'm going to take an away win for Mansfield at 9-5 to on Bet365 just now. You might get 2-1 to elsewhere. Um, the teams are closely positioned in the table. Walsall are 11th with 35 points. Mansfield 13th on 32 points, albeit they have played a game less. So it's very feasible. These two teams are just completely even. Uh, Mansfield are the league's in-form club just now. Perfect 15 points from their last five matches. Walsall only have five from their last five. Mansfield, despite being 13th in this league, if you consider only away fixtures, they're third in the table. Which is which is mental. They've taken twenty points away from home this season across twelve games, so they travel incredibly well. Mansfield also won this exact fixture this time. Um, the the last times met, which was in twenty nineteen, so the last time they met at Walsall, they won two one. I just think everything stacks up here to favour Mansfield. Yet they're the team that are two to one. Um, so so I like the price a lot for an away win here uh, for Mansfield to beat Walsall. Yeah. No argument there. Yeah, the, the only again, it's similar to the the Rotherham one. Their most recent result kind of froze me a little bit, but mm. see, similar to the Dundee Rafe thing. Um, sorry, I'm pure. This is terrible podcasting because I'm reading from my phone while I was doing this. Walsall <laughs> recently lost to Salford, Scunthorpe, and drew with Oldham. Three teams that in the last five games Mansfield have also beaten. Yeah. Everything stacks up for Mansfield to be, in my opinion, favourites in this match. Yeah, and they're not. Yeah, uh, so I think the price is is tasty. Yeah, I like it really. Okay, uh, I've got my outsider, but it comes with a slight caveat in that I had two that I really, really liked. So I just thought that Andy was going to take one of them. So I had like so the the two that I really like the one, and you can you can you can tell which one you like better, right? So I I have my reserve pick, which was first, which was Huddersfield versus Stoke to be a draw, right? Stoke have drawn their last five away games. It doesn't matter. We talk, we cover this a lot. Stoke, Stoke are in pretty poor form right now. If I, and this is just off the top of my head. I think they've got three points in the last five matches. Is that correct? Correct. Um, can I point out how many uh, points that Huddersfield have got from their last five? Zero. Zero, right. Okay. Uh, it's <laughs> Battle of the Dross. There's a, lot, yeah. there's a lot of games this weekend where crap teams are playing other crap teams. There's, there's hunters, and when you when you messaged me, you know my picks have been more difficult than they usually are this week. When I got to the outsiders, I was like, I could pick a hundred draws this week. Yeah, like yeah. if you if you let me at it, I'd, I'd you know. So Huddersfield Stoke was one. You get that ninety four, right? It it's a dismal dismal game. The bookies are slightly favouring Stoke here, based mm. on getting draws instead of getting wins. Um, and Huddersfield are are, are absolute mints. So that that was pick one. Second one that was referenced was Hearts versus Dunfermline, uh, and I was taking this as a draw as well, and it's for the exact same reason. And that Dunfermline have drawn their last four games on the spin, including against other good teams. You know, got Dun- Dundee in there; they drew three each with Wraith, who frustrated Hearts last week, uh, two each with them. Inverness one each, and now now drawing Morton. Um, the last time these two teams played, granted it was twenty seventeen, was a it was a, um, a two each draw in the cup. Um, Dunfermline actually beat Hearts uh, last season when Dunfermline played them at home. This is obviously at Tannadice, uh, not Tannadice, 
Tyne Castle. Uh, Tyne Castle. Um, hearts are good at home. Yeah, that's that. This is why they're an outsider here. Uh, this is why my pick is an outsider here. Um, they've won four of the last five. Did that slip up against Ray? Um, I, I just fancy them to like John had the Dundee game set up a wee while ago. There's something about this that just makes me think that Dunfermline might want to frustrate them and get a draw here. So the odds of that are slightly spicier at fourteen to five. So which one would you prefer to be the outsider? No, 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 no. You live and die by your own picks. You don't. I always live and die by my own picks anyway. You don't, you don't throw. You don't throw two out there. So at the beginning of next week's podcast, you can blame us for your pick. I'm blaming you anyway, irrespective of what <laughs> happens with either of these games. I like the Stoke one, but my first pick was Hearts, the Vermont, so I'm going to stick with that. But the Stoke one's a good one to watch out for if you're adding an extra wee team on somewhere. I don't like it. I think Hearts will destroy the Vermont. I honestly think it'll be four or five. I think Hearts will absolutely scalp them. When I look at the Vermont draws, there's a three each and a two all in there, so they're relying on getting goals to get these draws, which I don't think they'll get against Hearts. At Tyne Castle. Yeah, I think that. Honestly, I think that Rafe game. Totally free against Hearts. Yeah, I, I, but I think they're getting stronger. I think this is like they've brought in that Nandale who scored two off the bench last night. Gary McKay Stevens will now be in his third game, so he'll be getting up to speed. Uh, Hearts are ready to fucking run away with this league. Like, like get on Hearts. If you can get Hearts, what are Hearts even just to win? Hearts are 1 2 to win that game as well. Those are really. If you can get Hearts any week at home, anywhere near that, batter in. The other one, I mentioned it before. I mentioned it three games ago, and it's happened the two games since. Hearts games over 1.5 goals in the second half. It's 6-5 to five this weekend. Mm. So I took it in their both game, two goals. The Rafe game, they came back and scored. There was three goals in that half. The Rafe game midweek, three goals again in the second half. Hearts second half. So it, the Hearts being a professional team in a league that has semi-pro teams and players is definitely starting to show. Yeah. Um, I think Hearts are tiring, essentially. Galp them. I think Hearts will absolutely destroy them. So you'd be more of an advocate for the Stoke side of that then? I think so. <laughs> I would be. Um, I'm going I'm to stick with my Hearts pick. So, okay. get up. So, uh, as we're going on to the charity bet, I still haven't talked about my outsider. We're going to talk about my outsider and Andy's charity because they are from the same match. It is in Serie A on Saturday. It's Bologna versus AC Milan. Now, I'm taking Bologna. At three to one, the outsider, and you're taking AC Milan away. I'll take it. I'll take AC Milan as my pick for the charity bet this week. Uh, I guess we need to discuss this because I think it's only taken three years, John, in what hundred episodes for for this to happen for us to to have the same game and different sides of it. Yeah, that's that's very true. I think we've had one where we've had like the same bet. We've had, we've had the same pick, or we've had yeah. um, similar picks. Like, yeah, well, I think I've had a banker, goals. and you've had a minus one. Yeah, so confident that was the pick. We've never been on opposing sides before. So Saturday at two p.m. in the in the Italian Serie A. I mean, how how do you want to go about this? Bologna have only won once in their last ten league games. Yeah, that's not otherwise, good... otherwise known as the Hickey effect. Since they've dropped Hickey and brought in Mitchell Dykes, have won one game in ten. Yeah, so. that's that's not that right. So that's not good. AC Milan are top of the league. Their only losses this season have been against other teams that are in the top five. Bologna ain't one of them. Um, AC Milan are unbeaten in any game this season. They've gone into the fixture as favourites. They travel really well. Away from home, I think they've played nine games. They've won eight of those nine and only drawn one. So they haven't even lost away from home. So nothing here says to me that Bologna can win this game. Okay. And and, and Milan are six to seven. Um, Just under even money. So... 
I, I would I would side with an away win. So I'm doing this based on similar to the Dundee game that I just mentioned. And I, I was going to say based on the performances of both teams in their in their previous in their previous yeah. league games as well. In cup Bologna games. against Atlanta recently were very good and got a two all draw. Were very unlucky. Um, kept pressing for the win. I watched them away at Juventus where AC Milan recently got scudded by 3-1 and I didn't think Juventus were very good. I had turned to AC Milan again when I seen Ibrahimovic was back from injury for the Atalanta game, but they looked completely devoid of ideas. And Atalanta, if I was to compare, Bologna are like a poor man's Atalanta, the way they play. It's all counter-attack and counter-pressing. It's really, really fast-paced. They're really good at getting out of the park. It's what they've done well against Juventus, and Juventus were kind of lost to the point where they sat in and then tried to counter Bologna, and it changed the game. AC Milan, I'll be missing Ibrahimovic again because he gets sent off against Inter Milan midweek in a game they lost. Uh-huh. Diaz is out. There's a few players out. Diaz is out. Callan Ogle, who's on number 10, is out. Kyle's out, who's their centre-half. I, I think there's enough going on with that squad that interests me in Bologna at 3-1 to one to get something out of the game. I don't think it would be out of the realms of possibility that Bologna could actually nick this and keep a clean sheet just with missing Ibrahimovic. I think Ibrahimovic has been, like for the, for the age of him, when he turns 40 this year, he's been the tallies, man. Like, the, the goals this season are ridiculous. Was it something like a goal every 52 minutes in Serie A? He's, I mean, he's good, but, but when he plays, it makes the whole team's Latin-centric, doesn't it? So when maybe when he doesn't play, it gives other people a chance to shine. I, I look forward. I look forward to texting you when AC Milan are one 0 up within the first ten minutes. <laughs> See, I, I don't think that that's what's going to happen. I think Bo, I think Bologna will go up one 0 but I think AC Milan will go back and win it, much like that game that Celtic played against them, where they just are static for the first fifteen minutes, and then they're like, "These guys are shite. Like, <laughs> we better go on and give them a doing." Um, yeah, first contrasting pick. Looking yeah. forward to being a one each draw. So that's so that's John's outsider of Bologna, and it's there's leg one of the charity bet for me. And moving from one potential Scott abroad to another, I'm going to Liga Pro in Portugal. I'm going for SC Ferences fixture away at Tondela. I really, really like this pick, and I think it's really terribly priced, and I hate the fact that I'm betting against Ryan Gold's friends side. But Tondela at home are a better side. You're getting both teams are the same odds, right? Both teams are 17 to 10. SC Ferenza have one point away from home from eight away games this season. They do not travel well. They're always in games, to be fair, but I'm starting to see really predictable. I've, I watch a lot of their games and they only lost 1 0 to Porto, but they are a really predictable side to play against. And I think it's really starting to show. I'm kind of worried about the manager. I think they'll go straight back down. I don't think there's any chance Ryan Gold's keeping them up. They're totally devoid of creativity, which is why they're losing a lot of games by single goals, because they just don't have enough to turn it up. But Tondela have beaten Boa Vista, Famacau, Santa Clara, Portimense, who are all teams with a better away record than Ferenza, who have all taken draws off Ferenza this season. It's just, it, it makes too much sense for this. I don't know why you're getting both teams at 17 to 10. Tondela are definitely the favourites and should be priced the favourites. In the standings, Tondela are the sixth best home team in the league, playing the worst away team. That, that That's enough for me. Um, the only saving grace is that Tondela don't score an awful lot of goals, which I think is why you're getting such good odds on this. This this would have been my outsider if I'd got an extra unit and could actually say categorically that they were priced as the outsider. 
but they're just both evenly matched. Mm-hmm. I think the odds are silly. I'm going to handle that. I don't think Brent's have enough to get in and out of the game. And I think they'll lose by a single goal. That's unfortunate because we, we obviously want Ryan Gold to do it. Right. I, mean, I want him to move <laughs> on. I want somebody, mate, he's the third most creative player in the league still to this day. I want him to move on now. The team are rotten. Yeah. The yeah. team is so. The players are right. The defenders are fucking awful. Like, like they, they are terrible. They're absolutely you know, shocking. Do you know um, who I've seen uh, touted with Ryan Gold? I can't. I, it might have been Brian Hutch, uh, Byron Hutchinson who was talking about it on Twitter, was that why doesn't he get a Premier League move to someone like Sheffield United? And it's like, no, no, don't take any more Scottish players to Sheffield United. That's not <laughs> what Sheffield United need. Um, yeah, so my uh, charity to round us off is Frankfurt at home to Hertha Berlin. We covered Hertha Berlin being a bit mince recently. They've kind of fallen off the wagon slightly. Uh, they had a 0-0 draw with FC Cologne. They lost to Bielefeld 1-0. They lost to Freiburg 4-1. The two good frustrating draws against um, Munchen Gladbach and Leverkusen. Frankfurt's home form has been really good. They beat Schalke 3-1, they beat Leverkusen 3-1, and then they had three draws in a row against the top teams in Munchen Gladbach, Dortmund and Leipzig. This game heads towards a draw a lot, but I don't think that's where it's heading this time. I see Frankfurt having too much um, for Hertha Berlin here, and you'll get Frankfurt at the odds of 3-4 or 5-7. Uh, depending on which bookie you pick. So that'll round off the charity there. Yeah, big fan of that. Um, I'm hurt on the day could get a draw, but similar to what I said about them, Fairman, they're relying on scoring goals yeah. to, get, to get those draws. Um, I, I just, nah, not a fan. I really think Frankfurt will take them at the cleaners. They should Aye. do. But. Just before we leave the pick section, um, I want to point out Dundee United play Hibs this weekend. Hibs are almost even money. Like, we're also ranked though mate Dundee United have won one in their last 10 games we just got beat 5-1 by St Mirren last night and we were a well deserved 5-1 losers like really I'm not going to back against my own team right, personally but I think people looking at the fixtures this weekend might want to look at Dundee United v Hibs as an away win because we are dreadful I don't know that just seems, ends up seems to end up a draw to me like just heading towards something shite. Like, where both of us get nothing out of it. Both, and fucking, think, Shanklin gets injured, and uh, we, I think he gets carried well, off. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Shanklin's injured or he's on the pitch or not, because he gets no service. Yeah. yeah like, so, so you, can, you can put anyone there. If you don't get the ball, you don't get the opportunities. You can't put it in the net. So, so anyway, it's one, yeah. one, for, one for people to have a wee look at. Um, get us in the Facebook group. Uh, search Tramplebet Podcast as a private group. We will let you in, providing you're not going to start bombarding people with fucking nonsense. Um, we have let a few people in that have then messages asking us to to join their betting subscription. Uh, that's that's not we're for. It's a it's a recommendation of bets pre activity. So if you're going to share stuff that's good, share it before. I see George Jones has uh, shared a, a, a wrestling one for his, uh, for his wrestling one. Um, I had a wee click into it last night. Um, wrestling's not something I know anything about, but I'm going to watch it uh, later on today. So cheers for that, George. Thanks, yeah, I mean, George has actually emailed us and said he would do one for our Patreon if we wanted, if we wanted anyone to do Ah, it. cool. But yeah, it was yeah. always just a case of it's not something I'm involved in, so we'd have to get someone else to facilitate it. Ah, it's someone with knowledge. But yeah, um, but yeah definitely go over, that definitely, on the site. Yeah, definitely go over a look at that. If people are putting out content, that's fucking in that helps us have an interest. Um, but on our Patreon as well, www.patreon.com forward slash tramplebets, £5 a month. We done a, and we never done a UFC episode, but we did get our picks in. They were fucking rotten, to be fair. The, the, pick, the picks were shot. It was such a hard thing. Like, 
one of James's picks got cancelled pre-fight, so you can't really account for that. And two of my picks were from the one fight, which is kind of how how uh, martial arts betting goes. You probably see a couple of things from the one event. But we will be getting Champions League and Europa League episodes coming up very soon, so there will be a lot of content for your five pound a month. So if you want to join, I'm part of the club. And your cheat sheet, uh, all the picks written down in advance, posted on Patreon, which you can access through a very handy app, the Patreon app on your phone. Already started looking at picks for Cheltenham, so the Cheltenham episode's coming at some point soon. There we go. So £5 a month gets all of that. That was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.